step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Yes. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and we're back with a new season of my podcast. This season will be even more revealing and more personal with more entrepreneurs, more live events, and more questions from you. I'm talking to my cosmetic dermatologist, Dr. Dan Belkin, about the secrets behind my skincare. Encore Jane about creating a billion-dollar startup. Walter Isaacson about the geniuses who change the world. Listen and subscribe to the Martha Stewart podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donald, they're making a uh, a Lando series for Disney Plus and uh, Donald Glover's coming back and I just don't see how anyone could avoid you being on this show. Wait, Donald, when did, how did I miss this? This Joelle, happened this don't morning. I, oh, see, Joelle, I had this it right. Is, yeah, this is brand new news. Uh, they think they just dropped a trailer. I haven't watched the trailer a yet. A trailer? Yeah, there's, there's a trailer like some, already. I think, yeah, somebody was saying that there's some images on Disney Plus, so I'm not sure if they cut a trailer from like. Nobody the called me. Nobody <laughs> listen, called. Listen, me. wait, Joel, it's already been filmed. No, it hasn't been filmed. No, no, no. I think it's footage from Solo that's been cut up, like oh. that. Like, yeah. So he's in there doing his Lando thing, and they're like, "Coming soon, Lando Calrissian." Listen, I was gonna say Solo's a good movie. Y'all can hate if you want to and act like Solo. I didn't sucks. make it through. Let's Solo. put it. Let's just. Let me just listen. Let me just tell you something right now. There was nothing wrong with Solo. It was a fun Star Wars movie. If it had come out before The Last Jedi, when everybody was kind of over Star Wars for that little bit of time, I promise you it would have been well received. The problem was it was Rogue One, The Last Jedi, and then Solo all within a year and a half. And that freaking made it so everyone was like, I'm not up for I it's too much Star Wars for me. It's too much Star Wars. But right, well, listen. If, listen, if that would have if that were the Force Awakens, let's say how about this? Now even let's better. not go down a Hold whole on. Star Wars wormhole, please. I'm not gonna go down a wormhole. What if that was one of if that was one of the first television shows? Let's say that was 
what the Mandalorian was. If Solo was what the Mandalorian was when it came on, everybody and it and 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 they were like, "Look, we're not going to make it a movie. We're just going to make it a television show. We're going to do nine episodes of Solo." And the first episode was the movie that we saw. Everybody would be losing their mind on how great Solo was. So don't give me the bullshit. It was just too much Star Wars. Okay. I'm well, I also conversation for our own podcast. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I also think anytime a directors are replaced with a new director, and that director comes in and has to sort of start from whatever point he's starting. I mean, it's kind of a recipe for a disaster. Um, it was a, it's two different movies. There's the there's the Chris and Phil movie, and then there's yeah. the Ron Howard movie. I would have really liked to have seen the Chris and Phil movie because um, they're they're funny dudes. But but I guess my 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 assumption was always that they. They must have gone off too far in their in their own direction, and and uh, Kathleen Kennedy, the woman who you can't recognize from her identical twin, um, <laughs> probably thought like, "Hey, that's not the tone of this. What are you guys doing?" I don't know. I don't know what. I happened. made that up. I made that up in yeah, my okay. head, Joelle. I, but doesn't that sound like it's realistic? I'm very curious to know the real story of what all went down. I've heard a lot, a lot of rumors, hmm. uh, but there's there's nothing confirmed. Everyone's being very tight lipped. As of now, I think it's a story we'll hear more about in five or ten years. Well, I think, uh, yeah, one day it'll yeah, come out. Yeah, it's like the Snyder Phil... cut. Everybody's so excited for the Snyder DC <laughs> cut and everything like that. Is it really going to be better than the Justice League movie, though? I don't know. But all I can tell you is this. I'm just asking out there. Joelle you... nodded her head like, I don't know. Dan nodded his head like, I don't know. Yeah. But everybody bought whatever the fuck, HBO Max? Is that what it is? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you, you have to it. buy HBO Max, or is it if you have you have HBO? Do you just get HBO Max? No, you I can have actually to get... answer this question. No, okay, go for it. If yours. you have a subscription, you do not need to buy it. You can use your can log in like through your yeah, like if I have it through if I have it through my cable or whatever, I mm-hmm. I have it. Okay, but if you don't have it and you're like I'd rather just pay like ten dollars and have the HBO streaming experience, you can do that as well, and it's totally worth it. There's so and, much content. And mm-hmm. when does the Snyder Cut drop? Ooh, that? that is a Google question. Let me find out. Interesting. Interesting. How are you, a day so, How well, are you? You know, I'm well. I'm, I'm, you know, doing it the best I can. California just reached reached number one in the U.S. with COVID. Yeah, cases. congrats, everybody. Congrats. We did, we did it, did y'all. It. We, we did, did it. it. Thunderous applause, Dan. Thunderous mm. applause. No, how no? about instead of thunderous applause, Dan, you just do thunderous booing? Yeah, jeers, Dan. Jeers. We did it, y'all. Good work, Dan. We did it. Good work, LA. Good work, California. We are the Holy worst. Cow, dude. We're gonna be making movies in Stad. Nobody's Listen, gonna make anything here. Well, you know, it's okay though. It's okay. We had it coming. We were so freaking. Hey, this uh, is Canada's chance. You know how, like, if we're in pole position for production, mm-hmm. and Canada's mm-hmm. like, "Oh shit!" And now yeah. you know how in the cars they take it on the turn and then they make a move on the turns. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is Canada's chance to come in and just steal all the U.S. production. Good luck, they Canada. They can do it right now. You can do it right now, Canada. Do right now, right Canada. Now. You need to make the incentives even bigger, and bam, it's over. Just don't tax us. Just don't tax us. Everyone will come. Do you know that the film industry started in my in my hometown? Well, my home neighborhood of what, um, what, what town what, is this? Well, Edison's Black Mariah, where he was making the very first films, um, was in West Orange, New Jersey. That's where his uh, laboratory and where he did all his work was. You can actually go there; it's a museum. And the Black Mariah was his first soundstage. I don't know if you guys know this trivia. And the Black Mariah was a rectangle or square that sat on a giant uh, uh, circular track 
And so it could spin. It had a sunroof and it would spin to find the light because Edison needed so much light to make these films um, that the roof would open and the whole thing would rotate 360 degrees to find the sun. And so the movie industry begins and it's like, holy shit, this is a thing. And then someone goes, why are we doing this in New Jersey? Why don't we do this where the sun is always out and it's always 75 degrees and it's always sunny and we don't have to, we can do whatever the hell we want. And that's how the song, all the leaders, all the leaves are brown and the sky is gray and the sky is gray. California, California dream on a winter's day. Well, that was that, that, that was a beautiful rendition. That was written a few years later in the 60s. Oh, was it? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but that's about living in Laurel Canyon, and uh, I think, right? Being uh, There's a great documentary on the Laurel Canyon music scene. I highly what's, what's recommend it called? you. What's it called? It's called Laurel Canyon, I believe, and it's uh, on Epics, um, and there's a two-parter, and it's about the, the music scene in the 60s and the 70s in Laurel Canyon, and it's just... Fucking great if you love music and music documentaries. I do love music and I do love... How are you, man? It's, I'm I know... good. Heather Locklear's here today. That's a thing. That's amazing. First She's, of all... Is she here, Dan, Joel? Is, is she, she in the waiting room? Oh, we my should God. Probably get, we should probably yeah. get into the show. Let's you get her we, in. Nobody leaves Heather in the corner. You don't leave Wait. Heather in the corner. I'm nervous. Can I be honest with you that I'm, I'm nervous? I'm nervous, too. I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. Yes, go ahead. I knew that we had a guest, and I knew that it was uh, someone of importance. Yes, I did not. I, I, I'm afraid I did not know the magnitude of the guest this week. I How did you so not excited. know that it was Heather Locklear? She's the only star in the episode that would that we would ask. I mean, who did you think it might be besides Heather Locklear? I thought it was Shay because this is such an important episode. Also, oh, no, Shay was specifically requested his story, which I believe is the episode Johnny C uh, voiceovers. Okay, so I think that's well, one of Shay's favorites. So we said, Shay, you pick. Because this is such an important story in the whole, you know, Scrubs thing. This episode is so important. I never imagined in my whole life that I would ever be in a, in a position to keep Heather Locklear waiting. Let's not do it anymore. Let's end it. Let's stop it. Get Five, six, seven, eight. stories about a show we made. About a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. Heather, can oh, you hi. hear us? Here we go. There she is. Uh, hey! Hey! I got so excited. My dogs are all barking now. Hey, shut up. I'm talking to Heather Locklear. Uh, how are you guys? Hi, We're Heather. We are great. so excited you're doing this. this We're very amazing. geeked out. Thank you. I can't Me believe too. it. I'm geeking First of all, out Donald, all over again. Donald, you look like you're in a closet. With clothes. What's going he, on? Where are he you? He is. That's I am, his, that's I am his sound booth. I in a closet with clothes. <laughs> ah, ah. You nailed it. This is my closet. I share it with my wife. You can I see was hoping because there's some nice pink. Yeah, I was hoping yeah, you wouldn't she put, be in that She put dress. Something, up, uh, something else up because it was just my golf shirts and stuff. She was like, that's ugly to look at. 
Let me put. Oh. Let me put. A, oh, you didn't tell me beautiful. that those dresses were up as background design by Casey. I thought that they were outfits she might be wearing soon. Now you're telling me or that, that Donald that, might be wearing. Or Donald might be wearing. But you're, now you're saying that Casey didn't like the look of the closet on the and, and decorated a little bit. Yeah, she put up. She put up something so that the backdrop was a little different. I've oh, since moved the camera a little that's bit. Sweet. That is so. You know. Zach, you're all happening there. That looks. Yes, cute. Heather. I. I. Well, Donald has. As do you. Uh, Donald has uh, two young children, and so he kind of has to hide out in his walk-in closet to do yeah. this podcast. Oh, no, I hear. I <laughs> yeah. put my dog out with my boyfriend because he would bark and be all over. <laughs> and and my daughter just left. Donald, I have to say, she just wanted to say that she has a crush on you. Oh. And I don't think she – yeah, I don't think she ever saw Scrubs, but she – I don't think she was alive. But I think um, she saw Uptown Girls. Hey, hey, oh. we're in that together. <laughs> right, we were. We've been yes. talking about this. Now, we have so much to ask you, but wait, since you brought it up, let's start with Uptown Girls. Donald's told us a lot of fun memories of making that movie. Heather, did you have a good time making that movie? No, he had good friends with the co-stars. He really didn't talk to me. Oh. I think we had one night out. Yeah. No, he was really sweet, but he had he was very much in a group, and I was the old lady of the everything, so I was like, okay. That's I'll not it at all. I was Donald, so, were you no. too cool for school? For no, I was oh. so no, nervous. I was so no, nervous. Weren't. Yes, I was. No, Trust he me, was, was. He was. He was. Trust me, okay. I was. Um, oh, it's so sweet. We had we. I think we had one. Yeah, just one night out, right? That was it. It or was two one nights long out. night, long yeah. night in a, in a line or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that it was, was it. But I'd and see you in it. makeup and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Was it was a fun time. I, I enjoyed making that movie. I enjoyed being in yeah, New York too. City in the summertime, that too. Was that was so cool. I yeah, know. I was yeah. like, oh, I'll go to New York. That's great. It's yeah. so uh, rare yeah. when someone actually lets you shoot in Manhattan these days, or even oh. those days. So when someone's like, it's a movie, and you're like, okay, I like the script. They're like, and it's shooting in Manhattan. Are we going you're to like, Vancouver? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. That's how it always We were just saying that how... Vancouver has an opportunity right now, right this moment. Oh, yeah. To they won't let up, any of us in. Right, but they can snatch up all the work. <laughs> I know. We Get just said that right. before, you, before you came on, Heather. We were saying that Canada is in a position since the since COVID is just devouring Los Angeles to, to, to yeah. steal production once and for all. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Just not with us. Yeah, yeah we're not right. allowed in. <laughs> not but maybe one day allowed. they'll let us in. Maybe one day they'll let us in. <laughs> we <laughs> never really wanted to go to Canada so much. I know. <laughs> and now, and now it's exa- it's exactly like uh, like life when someone's like, now we don't now you know now we're all like, please let us in, please let be, let us please. be in a relationship with you. <laughs> right, exactly. There you go, ha- Heather. I was just looking at your IMDb, and an actor could only dream to have had the length of a career you've had. I mean, you have. I can't. I, I, Donald and I can only hope that uh, that we have a fraction of the success you've had over your life. Oh, career. you already do. Don't. No, 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 no. You no, started. No, no, no. You started. Oh, that's right. I'm older than you. Well, I'm older than you. You're a smidgen older. You still than have us, time to catch up. You have a smidgen older, but but you started very young. Now, is it true that I was just looking? What was the was chips your very first job? That's it what IMDb my, says. It was my first job. My first line. Make them stop. Please make them stop. That's, oh, that's and I oh, wow! That was, I remember. Hey, that was good. I would have cast um, you. It was actually a, a group of uh, uh, motorcycle riders throwing a girl up in a blanket. I don't know if it was me or someone else, but I remember for the audition. <laughs> I was always nervous, and um, for the audition, I heard the girl before me say, "Make them stop, please, make them stop." And I'm like, "Oh, that's the way I'm supposed to do it." So I copied her. <laughs> <laughs> You I'm stole like, her you? line reading. I'm going to try that. Yes, I did. I was, yeah, it was very good. <laughs> so wait, why was, so these motorcycle men, I just want to catch the scene. They have a yeah. teenage girl in a blanket and they're throwing I her up? I think there's two of us and um, 
And I think, yeah, they might be throwing the other girl up in a blanket and they're, she's so terrified right. of uh, these guys. And I'm screaming, make them stop. I don't know who I'm screaming to, probably. Or <laughs> probably daughter, to punch. Yeah, probably to punch right. yeah, or exactly. John. Either John exactly. or Punch. One of them. I hope it was John or yeah. Punch that came to your rescue. Yeah, it's like uh, if yeah. you're on if you're on chips and like your storyline didn't involve Pon Ponch or John. <laughs> What's the like, point? Yeah, yeah what am I, I here? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that uh, happened so, with us. Like people, like you know, Heather, you got to do oh. two episodes and you got to interact with almost, almost everyone. everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd be funny if you came to do a show that was popular and like you never your storyline didn't include any of the lead characters. Can you imagine? You're like, oh, it's that swell. Oh, actually, there was something I did. I did the first Wives Club, and um, there was a couple scenes, and there was there was a couple scenes that they cut out of me, and then the only scene that I had I had no lines. And one of the actors, we're at a funeral, and he's supposed to take his hand and touch my breast, and they show that. Right. And um, and he actually touched more than the, it was kind of right. gross. And um, so I said, can you just take my name off the credits since now I don't have any lines or, and you know, saw everyone from afar. So it was creditless. So wow. wait, you're in the first Wives Club, and the only thing that happens is a man grabs your breast? He doesn't grab it. He actually outlines my areola with his finger. I didn't, oh my didn't God. say that in the script. I was oh like, my oh, God. I'm so glad they're following his hand down because my face, my mouth is falling open and I can't believe it. And don't do it again. Just one oh take my. and let's go. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. You know, I always, you know, I've never asked someone this, but it's just, it must be, it's a, it's a blessing because you're such a stunning woman and always have been Thank a sex, you. I think it's safe to say you were a sex symbol because uh, you. you are, uh, you are oh, and words. were. okay. Words, no, yeah. you were and are. And uh, is it ever, because Donald and I never faced this problem. Never. Uh, we're not <laughs> sex symbols. Listen, but I mean, man, never. Did never. you ever feel you like, did you feel like, uh, did you, did you sometimes feel like guys, like, I don't, I want to do the part, but I don't want to do that, that random sex scene with that guy. Like, does that have to be in there? Does that come up? Well, it wasn't in- really, we were at, we were in a funeral. We were on the benches at the church. Oh. Yeah. So it was, and, and so there was more to the part and I had filmed right. the bigger, bigger scenes and that's, they just thought they, I don't know, maybe I was bad in it. And they went, let's just put that. I doubt it. You're one of the. You are. You're one of the very few people. Gold. You're one of the very few people that. We were talking about you because you're one of the very few people that was on two hit shows at the same time. Right. Right. That was very cool. Tell us about that. that. You were doing. You were doing. um, Dynasty. Dynasty and and TJ Hooker. Oh my god. First I did. (laughs) How opposite can you be? Um, And Dynasty. I think they they let me go because they were letting someone else go. And I'm like, okay, so I, and then I got this other job, TJ Hooker, and then they brought me back. So, um, you know, I would week, work a week here and a couple days on Dynasty. And it was no big deal. I wasn't the main purse character, so it only had a few lines in each thing. Right. So it wasn't tough at but all. But it was a big like, deal, because that doesn't that's ever happen to anybody. Yeah. Ever, uh, where, it was has. it two different networks? Was it two different networks? No, it was ABC, and it was they were both spelling. Oh, okay. Imagine there you go. that. Yeah, Gosh, so Aaron Spelling. It. Aaron Spelling sure did love Heather Locklear. He sure did, and then he passed away, and then I'm like jobless. Oh, ah. don't say that. <laughs> don't say that. Don't say. Well, listen, we Bill. Bill Lawrence, Bill Lawrence uh, loves him some loved, Heather Locklear Loves too. him some Heather Locklear. Well, I did Spin City, and I'm not sure if he was writing on it then or not. I'm not sure what the thing was. Maybe he left. Um, but I think he might have created it. Is that true or not? Yes, he created the show, and I'm sure if yeah. he wasn't writing that he obviously uh, thought you were Oversaw very funny. It or something. Yeah, but he also, yeah. you know, Bill is um, a very one thing about our friend is he's he's very loyal, and when he likes people, he likes to work with them over and over again. So even if he wasn't 
writing the show at the time, the fact that you were on the show means he was like, oh, you know, he had obviously seen your work and thought, oh, she's so funny. She's so beautiful. And, and Well, uh, I befriended his wife. And so now I get uh, Christmas cards. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's the sweet. way in. That's the way in. Yeah, Christmas. that is. It's always through the wife. Christmas what was T.J. Hooker like? Because we always hear all these Shatner stories, mostly from oh Star gosh. Trek. But but you knew like Shatner. What, I mean, this is a long time ago. Well, he was very intimidating to me. Yeah. And he's like, when you stop speaking, saying, you know, like, you can't think for any lines, kind of like on your show on Scrubs, you can't think, you can't go, hmm, I mean, you do, you guys do, because then you have that bubble where you're doing yeah. something else. But he would say, if you stop speaking and take a breath, I'm going to start, I'm going to jump in. So I'm like, uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it was always like license plate numbers, I'd have to remember, oh, license plate, blah, 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 and this and blah, blah, and they'd have different, 50 different characters in one show. And so I was just delivering the boring information. And it made me so nervous. So, and he'd look at me and stare and wait. And I'd go, <laughs> and he'd jump yeah. in, and that was about it. He, yeah, so, he's, um, he is very intimidating. He's Captain Kirk. I can understand he, why he's intimidating. Well, I didn't ever see those shows. So he was really? just William Shatner. Even at the last, yes. even at the time, Heather, were you curious to not to go back and see, like, oh, well, let me see what this what was this guy's, the lore of, of Shatner? Yes, I, I did. I could see the allure. He's very charming. Right. Um, but he's very and he's very funny and very dry. I um, I ended up doing a Boston legal with him, and mm. that was fun. And I was a little older, more clo- it seemed closer to his age than when I was eighteen, right? Um, and and brand new. Um, but he and then I remember going. I think I don't. Maybe it was Nobu, and um, I it was he and his wife, and or we went to some place where you throw the bras off and you put them on the ceiling, something like Coyote that. Coyote ugly. I don't know. Uh, something similar, something similar. I don't think it was that, but it was another okay. place. And I was on uh, the bar and I go, should I take it off? And I'm thinking, he's probably going, why are you asking me? And he said, sure. And I took it off and it's left there somewhere. Um, <laughs> he's, so- like, he's like, why? <laughs> why are you asking me? me? <laughs> right. <laughs> sure, and then why listen not? to this. Um, uh, what's his name on a Seinfeld? The, um, the little guy who, the Jason little guy. Alexander. Jason Alexander. Yes. So he is a huge fan of William Shatner's. And if you watch, he goes, tell me what Shatner's like. Tell me what he's like. And I'm like, well, sometimes he's an asshole and um, sometimes he's not. But um, he's like, oh, I got And I didn't want to, you know, say anything there. I mean, there's nothing wrong with William, Bill. But um, so you, if you go back and watch, you'll see his cadence is similar to William Shatner's. Really? Oh, really? He was inspired by Totally. Jerry! Now you have to look at it differently. Yeah. yeah. Kramer's totally coming cool. over. Right. Yeah, exactly. coming over, Jerry. Exactly. <laughs> Point the phasers at the wow. Wow. wow, this is going to blow people's minds. So Jason Alexander was such a big fan of William Shatner that if you listen yeah. to his cadence, some of it is in the spirit of that unique Shatner cadence. Exactly. <laughs> With all those I, w- I want to meet the person. I want to meet the person who's a fan, like like is such a fan of like Christopher Walken and tries to steal his cadence. That's the hardest cadence I've ever heard in my life. That is the toughest. Mm-hmm. I feel at home. Speaking uh, right. <laughs> On a Speaking saddle. of, wait. <laughs> by the way, you do a great um, Jimmy Crack Corn of Neil right. Diamond. Yes, I had that stuck in my head. <laughs> Jimmy Crack Corn, and I don't care. What, however that's you the did it, only was... that is the only impersonation that I can do that's actually close to it. It's and really it's, good. It's, it's 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 only because when I was a kid, I used to watch you know Transformers and and GI Joe after school. 
on, you know, WPIX, and they would always, in between the shows, they would play a commercial for Neil Diamond's greatest hits. Oh, my gosh. And I could only get the first few lines. I don't, I've never owned a Neil Diamond record. I've never been to a Neil Diamond concert. I've never seen a Neil Diamond movie. All I know is that he sang a bunch of songs and they went like, turn on your hot light. Ha! Very good. Let it shine wherever you go. <laughs> oh really my is, gosh, you really are amazing. Around the world. I, oh my they gosh. They come into America. It's his only impression oh he does. Rocks. Oh my gosh, stop Ain't sweet no surprise. <laughs> now oh, it's the only, it's is... the, all the years I've known him, uh, Heather, it's the only impression he does well. Yeah, like they tried to get well, me to do Aaron Neville. I can't do Aaron Neville. You can't. That's even... a great Aaron Neville. That's great. That's all we got. Uh, now, I'm guessing Jimmy Crack Corn is probably a public domain song, I'm guessing, because they didn't, uh, uh, maybe that's why we chose it, because uh, oh. we didn't have to pay for it. By the wow. way, all the songs in this episode, um, Heather, sometimes uh, now that these shows are all streaming, some of the songs had to be replaced because the, the contracts they signed for the original show didn't, didn't oh, extend only. to streaming. So uh, this episode I thought really suffered because there was some good music in this episode that is all gone. I don't know if you, uh, you, you guys watched I didn't on, notice. Yeah, I did watch I, it on Hulu, but it. I didn't. Well, at the oh. end is supposed to be a Nelly song, right? And that was <gasps> not the song. Don't. Yeah, if you want to go and take a ride with, with me. Ride with me. Da, 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 well, what I happened was a, someone went in. I think it was Randall. Randall finally. Winston. He, Randall he admitted oh, to yes! it. Oh, Slave you know Randall he Winston. Was, he did Spin City. Yeah. Yes. Well, he yeah. he told Donald and I that he was the one who had to oversee someone going, hey, we got to fill, fill in these slots. And so, I don't know. They're right. not nearly as good. But I guess if you have the DVDs, you're the only person with the real, all, all the real original music. But we, we usually uh, watch I it. Think I, I think I do. I Should we get I into the recap? Please. Let's get into the recap because okay, we've got go. the Heather Locklear here. Oh, dear. Um, Janaea uh, Bakken wrote this episode. She's a very good I mean, writer. do you want me to do the 30-minute recap? Oh, sorry. I mean, 30-second recap? Not the 30 uh, minutes. 30 minutes, 30 minutes. 30 sorry, uh, I forgot. Heather, um, we have a new thing there. Donald. Um, it's not some... new anymore, but we keep forgetting it. But Zach keeps forgetting about it. I, I love it. I, I, I don't I, know why I, I forget about it. I love it. I don't know either. Listen, it's anxiety for me. I freaking sit down and I really think about it and sometimes it's good sometimes it's not that's how it goes anyway Heather he is going to sum up the whole episode in 30 seconds and then Great. together we'll go through and really parse it all out but now I get Great. my stopwatch out hold on Donald okay listen this stop. might be a little bit longer than 30 seconds but I don't well, care well I really like it when you at least try to get 30 seconds but then Donald. I might miss out on things and stutter over my words because I'm so nervous this is this is very nerve wracking but here we go get, get okay. ready on your mark on your marks get set go this episode's about a bunch of things, but mostly it's about double standards. Turk and JD are fine if they rob the hospital, but not each other. Cox mm. hates his hates the fact that his girlfriend has baggage, but winds up having his own. Elliot loves the perks of having daddy take care of everything, but longs to make her own career decisions. 
This is an important episode because at the end, all of them are moving forward in their personal lives. Yeah. Turk and Carla are at the next level of their relationship. Jordan and Cox are going to start a family. Elliot is stepping away from her comfort zone and the hospital is becoming more of a backdrop, meaning this is a sneak peek of what's to come. Oh, shit. All right, that well, was amazing. It was amazing. It was 39 seconds, so in some ways you failed. But let me tell you how you... <laughs> Listen. Let me tell you how you didn't fail. I don't give fail. a shit if I fail. I don't care, I don't care if I fail me- anymore. I don't care because it could be... I'll, I'll do a minute one next time. I want to give like you a it. genuine Just compliment. I'll do a minute one next I'll, time. Good for you, Donald. I, like I want to give you a genuine compliment, Donald. That was... Real, I'm not no bullshit. That was a very good summary, and you actually um, highlighted things that I didn't even see. I, I saw what you're saying in terms of the episode uh, being um, uh, being about new chapters in a sense, but I didn't think of it in the macro. Like, oh, this is a shift in 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 the show in that we tease the marriage, we tease Johnny C and and Krista getting back together. Um, uh, we tease uh, Elliot going off on her own, right? Mm-hmm. Elliot uh, separating from her parents and 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 being financially independent, and so, then yeah. JD realizing he's about to be in limbo at the end of the episode. Right? Also. JD JD nervous about losing his best friend because Carla says the word "we" about Turk and her, and 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 he's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! What's happening here? Am I going to lose my best friend?" So th- my point is. That was very good because your your summary was not just, hey, here are the facts. It had some insight into it. Yes. I will gladly give up those nine seconds of failure Appreciate to get it. the insight. So that Thunderous applause, Dan. Thunderous <laughs> applause. Thunderous Dan, applause. Dan, I'm going to approve that thunderous applause second. <laughs> I wonder if we should make it so when we add these uh, thunderous applause sound effects, if, if we both need to approve, uh, it's like, um, it's like you know in the, in the nuclear code where they both have to turn <laughs> right. their key? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was my favorite part of Superman uh, uh, 3 with Richard Pryor in it, where he's pretending he's drunk and he has to put the keys in at the same time. And he makes oh. a conco- he, he makes a little, uh, not a concoction, but like a little mm. uh, levy using another person if you ever what get a, the opportunity. And what about the beginning of War Games? What about the beginning of War Games when they go, turn your key, sir, right, and puts the turn gun your key, head. and he yeah, puts yeah. his gun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that was a great scene. Love it. Sorry, Heather. We sometimes have trouble staying on topic. That's okay. I love it. It's, it gives, gives me um, things to look for. This podcast should be called A Digression. <laughs> That's okay. It's good. Some people, I see some people on the web were commenting like, I really enjoy it, but they don't always talk about the episode. I'm like, well, guys, that's the show. This is that's, the show. That's right. That's the this show. Is, the show is there, right? The you show, guys. The show is this. Right. We also have Joel and Daniel. Okay. Yeah. So they, and and also, they talk about things out of nowhere. Yeah. All right, so um, the first thing I laughed at out loud was when um, I, I walk in, Ju- Carla is in the, in the apartment, and I pick up our taxidermy dog to hide oh. my, my tidy whities And Donald walks in and goes, don't use Rowdy to cover up your giblets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. The dialogue is excellent. Yeah, what Thank a weird you. word for, what a weird word for. What a great word. For yeah, groin giblets? For I like giblets. it. Giblets? I it love like- it. It sounds like uh, what, what? What is it? Uh, gizzards to me. Like what are giblets? What are giblets? It's the extra. It's the extra stuff you don't. My biscuits are burning. My gizzards. Giblets are the stuff you don't use when you cook a, a turkey, right? A chicken or a chicken turkey, or a turkey, chicken, whatever. I don't know. I thought I, I you don't take know. it out of that giblets bag. Of, is a, I don't know. Go ahead, Joel. Go ahead, <laughs> yeah, Joel. Is a culinary term for edible offal of a fowl that typically includes the heart, the actual gizzards, liver, and other organs. There you go. I know what those other ones are. 
Yeah. Yeah. No one, no one kicks. No one cooks chicken penis. Or maybe uh, they you do. Never know. It might maybe, be a delicacy listen, somewhere. I was about to yeah, say. You I'm never sure. know. You never know. Heather, do you like eating uh, weird stuff, or, or, or are you um, conservative no. with your? You know. No, I eat like what's weird giblets. I don't. Well, I'm not saying you eat giblets, but like, do you eat like? Uh, you know, when you're out and about, and someone says, "Ooh, tried this weird food." Do you do you do that? Because I normally don't. I'm like, no, I'm gonna. Have you ever had snail? Have you ever had snails? Uh, no, I've never had escargot. Escargot. No, I have. Had that's good. But, but yeah, no, good. I usually ask for someone else to t- taste it first yeah, and okay. look at their face. Donald, are you an adventurous? I don't think you you try no, 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 too no, crazy. No, 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 I don't. You like what you like. I don't fuck around with food, man. But you like I sushi. I do like sushi, and I like, listen, texture is a big deal for me. And if I know what it is, and then the texture is what I imagine it would be like, then I have a problem with it. Like, somebody was like, do you like beef tongue? And I was like, Ew. absolutely not, no. And it's all because when I was younger, I tried it, and my, my grandmother made it, and I tried it, and it tasted exact. well, it didn't taste like, but it felt in my mouth exactly what I thought a tongue would feel like yeah. if it well, was cooked you ha- up. You can always, like, just check your own tongue, and it's probably like that. Yeah, it, just chew on exactly that. That's exactly what it was. It was like chewing on right? your own tongue, and I was like, I'll never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever, You ever see ever, it ever in, the, in like, the deli again. counter? There'll be just, like, a giant beef tongue. It's really tongue. gross. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I don't like that. With all those buds, those taste And people buds. eat yeah. brains, too. They eat cow brains, right? Yeah, no, yeah, but, I don't. You know, it's a delicacy in some places. It's like, it's like watching Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Chilled monkey brain. Yeah, as we talked about, that movie gave me nightmares. Yeah. Um... This was a big episode. Yes. Uh, for me in particular, when I look back at it now, it's even bigger. Ken Whittingham, the first black director yes. Scrubs has ever had, yes. uh, directed this episode. Yeah. I think this and, is his first time directing it, too. And uh, Ken's a very good director, and uh, he became one of our regulars because we love Ken Whittingham. He's gone on to direct so many shows. Yeah, he's, he's, he's directed success. pretty much everything. He's directed pretty wow. much everything. Yeah. But uh, I remember thinking, I remember thinking about, oh, they hired a brother. Okay. Um, so that that was good. I mean, that was that made you feel um, like okay about obviously about time, guys. It's like middle of season two. How about yeah. some p- people of of different minorities that are directing the show? Right. We did. We had had a had we had a woman. We'd had a yet? couple of women direct already at this point. Right. Maybe Gail Mancuso. I think. Hmm. Yeah. But I mean, now now this is twenty years later. This is still a, a big conversation. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's, it's what it is, crazy. man. It's you know, you know, we still got to make these moves, but yep. it's 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 what it is, and it's time for it's time to change that. You know, well, we got a restart we, coming up soon, so let's let's uh, let's well, do the now, right thing, now, y'all. Now, now in the in this, I think in a, in a good way, there's a, a mandate making sure people do it. Say, so, you know, the networks and the studios have really said when I when we made our show, Alex Inc. They said no, we want. You know, it isn't it isn't like oh, you guys can do whatever you want. It's like no, we would like a certain amount of uh, minorities to be represented. We'd like a certain amount of women to be represented, and I think that that's really great and only getting better. I I agree with you 100. percent Let's go to break, guys. We're gonna go okay. to a break, and we'll be right back with Heather Locklear. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. You may know me from, let's see, 90210, Charmed, Mallrats, Heathers. Probably also know me from my stage four cancer diagnosis and sharing that journey with so many of you. There's something so authentic about a podcast. It's me connecting, me talking raw in the moment. That's what my goal is to give you to talk about why I feel that cancer to a certain extent is a gift, what my responsibilities are as a person with cancer, because I think that there's something so much bigger than me. And to be honest, I'm still trying to find out what that is. And maybe together we'll find it. It's going to be a wild ride. So I hope that you all tune in. Listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. And And we're back! Um, I'm weeping at 2.54 because Dr. Cox, I think, w- winked at me. And that's how happy I am to that's get his approval. That's right. <laughs> Were those real tears or did somebody no, have to muster that up? No, no. I mean, when I'm doing a dramatic thing, I can get myself there. But in a comedic part, no way am I just going to start bawling. All right. I want to ask you. I want to ask you to do it. Heather, can you do that? Can you cry on cue? No. Right. It's, it's very tough. hard. 
I, I mean, if I'm gonna story, get it, yeah. I want you to tell the Garden State story, dude. Tell the story of Natalie Portman and tell the story of you, the two different versions of crying in that movie. Well, Natalie is very good at that. Natalie, um, like some actresses I know, can, and Sarah Chalk's another person I know who can do this, can kind of go off in the corner for a minute and get herself into a head place. Oh, yeah. And then, and then do it and cry. For me, and then Garden State, she had to do that a lot because she had um, some, some crying um, moments. For me, I, it actually was a blessing in disguise because when uh, there was a scene in, 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 the, in a bathtub, uh, empty bathtub where we're sitting and I was meant to cry, and I, it, there was a, we shot the wide master shot first. And, 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 and like I said, just being in that moment and with such a good actress and it was so right. real, it genuinely happened. And I cried mm-hmm. and it was a, 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 a powerful moment, except that it was the big wide master. <laughs> right. And, um, and the camera wasn't going to see most of that. It was just sort of establishing the room. The trick, for those of you who aren't uh, in the entertainment industry and doing what we do, is now you're going to have to do that over and over and over again. You're going to have yeah. to do it when the, when the medium shot. You're going to have to do it when it's a close-up. You're going to have to do it when it's over Natalie's shoulder. And for me, that was close to impossible to just keep being able to emulate what had happened naturally in the wide shot. But that's the, that's the task of, a, of an actor. But for me, it was but, – as, but I was also directing. So then I had to go, okay, this isn't going to match. And you know what? Maybe it's too much. So I decided just to just on on the spot go if it's not happening naturally I don't want it to be this false. So then it became I only shed one single tear and then we had a joke about her collecting it in a, in, a, in a little plastic cup. Um but but so that that was kind of how I felt because when I was directing I felt like you know if it's forced and it's false and it's weird then I'd rather not have it even be in the in the show. Is that what you meant to, to, to for me to tell That's down? the exact story I was talking about. I found yeah. that such, I found that so fascinating. It was like the scene was supposed to be something else. And you, you know, you blew your wad in the first, your, in the, in the first, uh, in the, in Where the no one saw it. Yeah. And now it's, and now it's time to do it again. And it's like, all right, well, we're not going to get that. And you turned it, you turned the negative into a positive. And it's actually one of the more powerful scenes in the movie. Yeah, you know thank, I mean? you. thank you. Thank you. That's pretty great. Thank um, you. I, I th- just... Yeah, go ahead, Heather. Go, no, no, go. You guys I, go. I was going to say that it's a, it's a good lesson uh, for filmmakers out there. Um, it doesn't have to be related to tears, but about, about adapting. So something happens and you go, and I've had this happen, you know, when you're directing something, whether it's a music video or a giant feature film, every day something is going to happen where you're going to go, okay, that's not according to plan. Is this a blessing in disguise? So for me, in this example Donald's talking about, it was like being able to cry nonstop for for hours was just not going to happen. It just wasn't – what my head wasn't in that space. I was also directing the movie and had so much anxiety going on. So then it was like shifting. Well, what if it's not that? Maybe maybe bawling like that is is way too much for this character. What if it's what if what if it's actually a joke that all I can produce is one tear and we laugh about it? Um, so sometimes just going with it and coming up with a new plan on the spot is one of the most crucial things of of being a, a, a filmmaker. But also, uh, a lot of blessings in disguise can come out of it. Usually, when I'm in that place, the director says, "Don't blow it on this master. We're gonna. It's gonna be for a second, yeah, and then yeah. we'll come in and do that." But I do find what you said. I mean, I, I, I don't think heavy tears, unless it's like uh, for whatever reason, is called for. I think the real moment is when you're in the moment, and if it comes, it comes. But usually, your face and your heart starts to happen, and all kinds of stuff happen, and it becomes more real yeah. rather than showing something and trying to get to show something. 
Right. It's whatever else happens. I agree. So. And it never feels as good. It's a pet peeve of mine when you watch so many movies and TV shows where someone is crying, but there aren't tears coming down their face. Yeah. Or, yeah. Next time you watch it, a crying scene, notice if the person has actual tears in their eyes. Because a lot of times they're scrunching up their face and making the noises, yeah. which is just a huge pet peeve of mine. I, I would, yeah. if, if the moment, if it's a necessity and the project needs it, there are there's menthol things there's people blow in their eyes. There's all right. sorts of tricks. Like if it's mandatory, go do it. Go fake it. But don't don't do the there's no water there's in no your eyes scrunch up face water. thing. I hate that. Right. <laughs> I, I feel that. like Jane Fonda did that on Golden Pond or something. She talked about that. She had no more tears left or something. I don't remember something like that. But um, yeah, I think whatever the real moment is is if there's not a tear, yeah, just don't fake it. Just go. Yeah. People have reactions about stuff, and it's no tears come out. Of right. course. And also, sometimes, some, even as a writer, I find myself writing something where I'll go, you know, in the script, I'll write, uh, she, she hears the news and instantly breaks down uh, crying. And, uh -huh. like, and then you think, you know, in reality, a lot of times people, that doesn't happen at all. You might cry later, no. but in the moment yeah. of hearing it, you're just fucking dumbfounded. You're sitting there yes. like, like, you know what I mean? And, yes. and I, you have to catch yourself as a, I have to catch myself as a writer going, be very sparing with 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 tears. The direction and uh, yeah, stuff. of course, because that might happen naturally, but also it can get especially it's tricky when you're writing. I'm one of the things I'm I'm working on now is this is this drama, and I have to find you have to find those moments so it doesn't feel like oh my god, there's all these these tears, and and how do you do that when the stuff you're talking about is very heavy? Well, what happens in real life? You know, we uh, Donald and I just had a friend die. Of course, I cried, but I, I gotta know, tell I'm you, so nine. Sorry. Thank you. But nine times out of ten, I was more sitting there like this, dumbfounded with my with my head in my hands yeah. and my jaw dropped. You know, so you gotta you gotta yeah. remind yourselves about what's what's real, what's what's really what's what's it's true. What really happens? I remember doing a scene for Dynasty. I don't think I've ever been angry in my life, up, you know, in that up to that time. And um, I was angry, but I was so angry I started crying. And uh, I think they were like, "What the f is she doing?" But that was a real emotion for probably just for me. You know, because yeah. being angry and that brought it about, but they ended up. Did they use it? it? Oh, good. Yeah. See, I love yeah. that stuff. I love yeah. happy accidents. You know, you know, yes. in, in the in the comedy world, we are always. You know, it goes without saying. You're trying to keep those moments in. You know, we riff something. Oh, we sure. think it's funny. But in the drama uh, space too, you want to be like, oh my god, Heather got so fucking mad, she started crying. Eureka! That was natural. That was real. Like keep it. Like yeah. that's the stuff. You, that's the that's the precious things we all stumble into. You know. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. What we started talking about was comedically. I can never do yeah. it comedically. So right. That Meg Ryan scene in freaking when Harry met Sally, when he comes over and she's crying because uh, she's gonna be thirty soon, and he's like, when. She's like, someday. And she's crying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there. That's one of the best scenes yeah. ever in the history of that 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 scene right there is. That was your favorite comedic that's your favorite comedic crying moment? I yeah. Easily <laughs> one of that yeah. is my favorite comedic crying Sarah Chalk Sarah Chalk uh, was good at, at at doing it for real on this show because she had times I think even we've talked about it where she had to be like you know, crying pretty much on cue, not even from a dramatic moment, from like, from like, right. something right. funny. Right, I've seen her do that. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty hard, that. I think. Yeah. Uh, analgesic. Now, I didn't know what what an analgesic was. It's aspirin. Um, yeah. But 
We've always laughed at this joke because your patient thinks it's analgesic and puts the yes. pills in his butt. In his butt, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. It's a great joke. Yeah. It's great. It's pronounced analgesic. The pills go in your mouth, sir. Yeah. Now, yes. I didn't I didn't know what that was. Did you, Don, Donald? You didn't know either, right? I, I don't know how many people got that joke at the time. Well, no, the joke isn't that... The, the joke is actually when you tell them that it's not yeah, in your it, anus. It doesn't right. go in your butt, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Right. Who gives a shit I, what I analgesic really means? Right, course. exactly. <laughs> okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Who cares what it really is? The joke is, old man, don't put these pills in your ass anymore. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, I think Donald, if I'm not mistaken, he was like a regular go-to old man we, we often use. I've seen was him he a in bunch. All of, was he in a bunch of episodes? I, I, I've seen him a few times be like the go-to Ancient Let's, old man. You want to ask Wiki, or is this something that wouldn't no, show Wiki's, up? No, Wiki? Wiki's not going to know that, and we haven't given him his, his Funko Pops. Dan, are those his Funko Pops behind you? Really Look, I didn't know Dan if you. Per- had, Dan has his what? Funko Pops right behind him. Dan, I didn't know if you purchased those for yourself or if they were for Scrubs Wiki guy. I acquired them so that we could get them Wait. signed as fast as possible. Okay, Heather, you might want some of these. They're uh, they're we have they're, a we have Scrubs a, Funko Pops. We have a Scrubs Wikipedia type page where you uh, can look up facts on the show. And so we got the guy who helped curate this whole thing with a bunch of other people. And he comes on the show every now and then and answers questions for us. Right. Uh, but he's he's not really into it. Like, he's kind of into it, but he's not really into it. <laughs> so we're so, bribing him. So we're bribing him. Like a him technical by- advisor kind of guy. Somewhat of a yes. Uh, a yeah, that's a that's a great way to put it. Yeah, that's he's a good like, way of saying it. He's, he's like a, our, he's technically advising. He's like the keeper of the Scrubs Bible. Right. Well, not. Oh, well, that's yeah, great. Yeah, I guess so. He, the, and so we, but we got to bribe him with Funko Pops. Otherwise, he doesn't do his job well. That's what I. What doing. is a Funko Pop? Oh, show for Heather. Um, they're the, they kind of look like bobbleheads. They're a, they're a very popular thing. They're grown up uh, action I'm figures, looking. is what they are. They're action figures oh, for grown ups. Um, it's kind of oh, like that's... a it's kind of like a bobblehead, but they don't bob. These ones don't bobble, I don't think, right, Dan? Oh, okay. These aren't bobble ones, no, right? No, okay. they're just static vinyl toys. Th- there are Funko Pops that that, that bobble, that but heads um, bobble. we we didn't get those. Okay, that's very cool. So if yeah. your daughter is truly a fan of Donald <laughs> Faison, um, I know it's from Uptown Girls, but you could get her a Donald Faison Funko Pop. <laughs> you know, her boyfriend would be destroyed. Okay, all right, well, get I don't it for him. Break them up. Break them up. Break them up. Break them up. That'd be the coolest thing ever. I could walk around and say that I broke them up. (laughs) The craziest thing is be if my daughter wore that dress behind you. Oh, my God. (laughs) She might like it. Well, then my wife would probably break up with me. Donald Break them dressing. up. No. Um, I, I like that. Um, so so there's this pressure, as we understand it, for uh, for women, young doctors to go into become OBGYNs because right. they, they make a lot of uh, money. I guess it's so we have this thing uh, where the gyno girls are, are coming after. That. that was funny. And then JD goes into his fantasy and they're, they're having a pillow fight and they start making <laughs> out and then he gets interrupted. So he never gets to see any of the fun sex. Right, and, and, and then he tries to go back into the fantasy, and she says, "I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that we experimented with each other, but I'll never do it again. Yeah. That will never happen again. <laughs> yeah, so he's, again. he's missed the whole dreamy fantasy. Yeah, I love the fact that uh, that when 
Heather and Cox are walking through the hallway and she's saying hi to all the other doctors and everything like that. Uh, yeah. And he thinks she's just flirting and she's like, no, no, no. I slept with them. And right. And it's great. He's like. <laughs> I know. Heather, Heather, unabashedly, yeah. the character's like, he was like, thinks, oh, you're bribing them because you're selling pharmaceuticals. She's like, right. no, no, I just, I slept with them. <laughs> Right. Exactly. I like I that, that about her, though. She was like, no, you get to fuck around. Why can't I fuck around? Of yeah. course. I mean, and that's my motto, too, by the way. Yeah. I think that's I think that's everybody. I think we're starting to gear into that being everybody's motto now. Like, yes. there shouldn't be any stand. Like, that's what I was saying. This show is such about it's this episode in particular is about double standards. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yes. how to and how we and how we tackle double standards. This dude's so bent out of shape uh, that you uh, slept with guys at the hospital. But he's got a pregnant lady, yes. you know, in his back pocket. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yep. come on now. You can't, you can't. What's be good judgmental. for the goose is good for the gander. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Now, Heather, did you have fun working with our, with our pal, the legendary Johnny C. McGinley? Because it looks oh like you guys, gosh. you guys had great chemistry. He was so much fun. And yeah. everybody talks so fast on that show. I was like, oh my God, here I am, William Chatner again. Um, but no, I had a great time with him. And yeah, he was very, very fun. I really adored him. You guys yeah. had such good chemistry together. You yeah, did. I think so. Thanks. You, thanks. You did. You had a good you had a good banter. And I'm sure Johnny C was excited when Bill was like, Oh, and your love interest uh, for the week is Heather Locklear. <laughs> he was Who like, knows? Well, <laughs> I don't think so. I'm sorry, what'd you but say? It was, Whoa, he whoa, was whoa. really fun. <laughs> John C. McGinley <laughs> was <laughs> single at this moment too. He was like, Yeah, he did the Ralph Graham. Heather, we were talking about in the episode before this one, because you're in that one too, about um these pharmaceutical reps who are often attractive oh, yes. women and, and they flirt with Definitely. the doctors. Did you know about this before? Lunch. You, yeah, did you know I about it? I did know about it. I um they were like, Oh yeah, they take all the doctors to lunch and they flirt with them and give them all the, you know, and yeah, I did. I was very well aware. Yeah, and, but my and, favorite line was anal leakage and the thing I got to say. I loved saying anal leakage. <laughs> I think I that might have a ruined a couple of shots. That could be yeah, a good ringtone, uh, guys. Another one. <laughs> another one. We Heather got another Lo- one. Heather Locklear saying um, anal leakage could be your notification. Anal <laughs> leakage. Oh, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I, so that... But I did. I was aware of that. Yeah, because uh, we were talking about in the last episode how it's such a thing where they uh, they 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 hire they recruit these beautiful women who who doctors are going to flirt with and go to dinner and drinks with and uh, and and we kept this going. You know, you bring all this swag to the hospital and the mug. Actually, if you see, there's an earlier scene in this where I'm holding. I'm drinking coffee out of a Plomox mug. That's the that's the oh brand. Oh my gosh! And wow. then I think Donald didn't we keep it going for like a lot many seasons? Yeah, Plomox gone. shows up in the hospital. There was always on. Plomox stuff all around because oh of your, my gosh. Yeah, all, all your all the swag you left stayed around for years. Now here's something I wonder. Um, you know, they always say beautiful women doing that. But are there beautiful men doing it? Because there's female doctors. That's a very good question. I think there are. I'm I'm sure there's. I had a handsome friend. I had a handsome friend from high school who became one of those guys. I I definitely think they're uh, they lean to being good looking people because yeah. um, I don't know. I think I think again. I I just remember knowing about this twenty over twenty years ago because. I knew girls who did it, and they were all very pretty, yes. and they and they would tell me they were like, "You won't believe how fucked up this is." Like people don't know, people don't. I remember a girl from my from my high school telling me, 
you don't you can't believe the data we have on these doctors like the shit we know oh, we know geez. we know when they're prescribing it what else they're prescribing if they're not prescribing that um how many how it's compared to last month um when we gave them a big incentive that trip look how much the graph showed how much they prescribed it oh more my gosh. and i just could remember i remember being like this is so fucked up and then i thought it would be like yeah. i thought it'd be like discovered and over it's like payola back in the day of the radio station days and uh, no it's still going on um it's still going on today. Like, aren't the doctors aware that this is happening and they're, they're oh, being yeah, duped they in a way? Oh, yeah, but they want the they're sushi like, lunch and care. the golf trip right. and the pretty yeah. woman, I'm sure. I, yeah. right, I would love to go play golf with a pharmaceutical rep, get me out of the hospital for four hours. Perfect. Yeah. We're going and all the, yeah, and sometimes it's like a golf retreat. All you have to do is go, like, watch the Plomox video, and then you're, and like, you're, on a golf retreat. Right. Yeah. Sipping mimosas Amazing. by the pool. Yeah. Um, Donald, we have to let Heather Locklear go because we only no! asked her. Yes, listen, we only oh! we only re we only recruited um, a, a legend for an hour, and we can't we can't oh, keep her. Sweet, you're funny. You guys are funny. But Heather, we really want to thank you guys. because thank we, you. No, no, we, love we, you. we we really it's are so big good fans. To see your faces. We were both genuinely nervous, so I'm sorry if we spoke fast and nervously. No, no, me too. So I'm right with you. It so was it thank was you. Such it was a, a pleasure. But it was such a big deal to have you on the show when when. Uh, when this, I remember when, when it happened, and they were like, "We got Heather Locklear," and me being like, "Holy shit! How the hell did we get Heather Locklear?" Yeah. Because he had uh, a good show. Yeah. Well, well, thank you very much. But it was such a, it was, it was such an amazing moment, amazing moment to have you on the show, and then still having an in also because we had spent the summer together doing Uptown Girl. Yeah, so. right. That was crazy. <laughs> it was really nice, and you know what? It was such a, a joy for me to do because it was so different from what I was doing. And the writing is excellent. The show is great. And you guys are great. And et cetera, et cetera. Well, thank you, Heather. We really appreciate okay, you thanks, coming you guys. on. And it's good thanks. to see right. you. Good to All see right. you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Do we have a caller? Um, yes, we do. We do, we do have a caller. Um, um, are we going to take go him right away? Do we have to go to break? What do we do? I think we, I think we should go to break first. Let's just and talk for one second about Heather Lockley. I have to admit, oh, I was very nervous. I spoke fast. Dude, I apologize I was... to the audience. You have to understand... Uh, I had such a crush on her as a, as a young person, and uh, I, 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 I was tongue-tied, Donald. I was tongue-tied. You did great. You know what? I, knew, I sensed that you were a little nervous. I was talking like that. But I, I, I sensed it, and so I, I tried to throw you into a comfort zone and just have you talk about, you know, uh, Garden State. Oh, yeah, that was, was good. Like good alley-oop. Yeah, 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 you yeah, got yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see what you did. You're a good co-host. You said, Zach's rambling nonsense. Why don't I steer him to a sub subject he likes to discuss, directing films? Right, exactly. I see. God, you're good. It's just because I love you. Fucking hell, I love you. I want to we'll kiss be right that back. shiny dome. And on that note, we'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. 
Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European Political Systems class at Baruch College. Woo! Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Shannon Doherty, host of the new podcast, Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty. You may know me from, let's see, 90210, Charmed, Mallrats, Heathers. You probably also know me from my stage four cancer diagnosis and sharing that journey with so many of you. There's something so authentic about a podcast. It's me connecting, me talking raw in the moment. That's what my goal is to give you to talk about why I feel that cancer to a certain extent is a gift, what my responsibilities are as a person with cancer, because I think that there's something so much bigger than me. And to be honest, I'm still trying to find out what that is. And maybe together we'll find it. It's going to be a wild ride. So I hope that you all tune in. Listen to Let's Be Clear with Shannon Doherty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. How about Sarah calling a vagina a bajingo? I had, is this something that is It goes said? on forever. It goes no, on forever. No, but I'm saying like, did they make this up, the Scrubs writers? Because what the, I've never heard of a vagina called a bajingo before. I've heard it called so many things that it has to, somebody somewhere has to call it a bajenga. Like I've heard Nani, yeah. my Kiki. Vertical my, smile. My, my, right. My, my, my Nunu, yeah. my Shishi. Yeah. My bajenga. My jam My vagina. My burginer. My burginer. Yeah. My gina. Yeah. My giner. My gine gine. <laughs> I don't like this at all. My gine gine. Joelle, right? Joelle, are any, Joelle, are any of those nicknames for vagina? I don't know. We'll have to Google it. I've never heard my gine gine before. My gine gine. 
I, then what's crazy is that you got to kind of put it like a different, like, I don't know where this accent would come from, but it's sort of like a growl. My jang jang. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. My jang jang. My jang jang. Too much. Too much. Another, too much. another one. My jang jang. Another one. Another <laughs> <laughs> Oh. That's a fun game to play. Make up nonsense terms for vagina. I'm glad we played. Well, you know, we are who well, we listen, are. Well, listen, bajingo is bajingo. That's that becomes Sarah's term for vagina. It's her go-to. It's her go-to. Let's bring in our guest. Okay, but don't mention any of the vagina terms around the guest. <laughs> Dude, I'm done. I'm done okay. with it. Okay. Trying to be appropriate. Hey oh! Hi. And Shelly. Hi, Shelly. Who's Shelly? Shelly is my mom. So the last time I used this, we um, we were playing categories with my boyfriend who's in England. Right. But day to you. Oh. day to you. She took, well, audience members, she took a sip of a of, of what looks like an apple teeny. Apple teeny. It looks like an apple teeny. I don't think and it she's is. I think wearing, it's just water. She's wearing a Han Solo tank top, Donald. Yeah, she knows the way to my heart. Yes, she does. <laughs> I'm gonna Where say some. I'm gonna say something real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Haley, you might just be the best guest we've ever had ever. <gasps> if she's wearing official. that shirt, can you tell Donald where to get that shirt, Haley? Please. Got it at Forever 21. Like there 10 you go, years. Donald. Well, that's not gonna be Donald. <laughs> Donald, you shop at Forever 21. Donald's I Forever 46. 20. You know, I thought Forever 21 was a store that you went to when you were 21. <laughs> I did too. Yeah, I, I thought that too, but I was not 21 when I bought it. So I thought oh, Forever well, 21 I, meant that you wanted to look like a 21 year old. That's not no, what it, it is. No, it means <laughs> that everything under everything is 21 dollars and under or something. Really? Like yeah. Joelle, is that true? I think there's things for over. It's it. Listen, I will say this: you can oh, buy yeah. a three dollar I mean, coats and bigger items were more expensive, but. Hmm. Yeah, like they have but it's like the, and But you right can now. divide it, and at the end, you get 21, right? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> this is, oh my God. This is a mind blowing moment for me because I, up to this moment, thought the whole concept was let's say you're a little bit older, but you miss feeling like a little hip. You can go to Forever 21, and you're going to look Forever 21. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's. It's it's you got a couple of you got a couple of twenty ones in your pocket. <laughs> what? Twenty one dollars. You got one hundred and five dollars in your pocket. You can get five outfits from Forever Twenty One. Okay. I did that math quick. That yeah. was quick math. That was relatively that was good. Quick uh, where are you math. calling from, uh, Haley? I'm in Soledad, California, at my mom's right now. So this is where I've been all locked down. Yeah. Where is Soledad? Where is Soledad? I, I don't know where that is. Um, so it's near, it's about half an hour south on the 101 of, of Monterey. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's, there's nothing here. <laughs> there's nothing here. What do you, Haley, what do, you do? Bullshit. You're what do you there. do? You're what do you there, do? Haley. What do you, you do in Soledad, uh, Haley? Um, right now I bide my time until I get to go back to the UK. So that's, that's where your boyfriend is. And that's yeah. where your boyfriend mm -hmm. is. So yeah. you want to you want to get back to him. I do, yes. Do you now, Haley, you UK can go you, you can go to the UK, Haley. You just have to quarantine for two weeks on your own. Yeah, yeah. Um well we're we're doing a visa right now, so we're working on that. Oh, I see. And and um and are you are you content to to be a transplant and live there full time with your with your boyfriend? Yeah, I'd love to be transplanted into that country, so stick me there. <laughs> I do love the UK. The I, UK we, is we, a lot we of love fun, it. Dude. We love it too. I'm gonna be uh yeah, I'm gonna be transplanting there myself. Wait, what? 
Yeah. You're going to live in the UK? Well, for part, I'm 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 dating a British uh, woman, and yeah, part time. I, I will be um, spending, I'm sure, a percentage of my life there. Don't get upset. <laughs> I'm not moving there, Donald. I'm just saying <laughs> that if 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 I'm if one Haley can attest, if one is in a yeah. relationship with an English person, you have to you have to go there sometimes, and it's a delightful place to go. Hey, listen, they could be from a country you don't want to visit. How, yeah, that's we're, just, we're, yeah. Haley and I are lucky that it's a country we, we both love. And the food's not as bad as everyone says it is. Oh, the food's wonderful. The you food's give wonderful. Me a, you can give me mushy peas any day of the oh, week. God. Oh, my God. Do you I like love You like the mushy bangers and mash? You like oh. the bangers and mash? I like I don't that. Really, I don't really eat pork, so I eat the mash, but not the bangers. I don't understand why we don't have mushy peas in this country. because it's. Can I use your pool when you can get them in a can, gone? but it's not as good. You can use can I my use your pool, pool when you're yes, gone? Yes, you can use my, my pool when I'm gone. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm going to miss you. Haley doesn't have to hear about this. We can negotiate that offline. That's all right. <laughs> no, it's fine. Just make sure all my rafts stay inflated. <laughs> right. Anyway, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, uh, do you have a question for us? Please, please, yes, please. Yes, I do. I had it on a piece of paper, and I left it in the other room. But oh, okay. Go get it. Go Wait, get it. No, no you can... it's fine. Okay. Um, so this is my Fruit Cups, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably my favorite episode, and I don't really know why. It's wow. just my favorite episode. It's the one I probably quote the most, you know, like the day to you, sir, as he walks away. You, right. Um, and I love the the music, the first scene, whenever I used to, where I worked, I went, occasionally had to take, you know, a toilet paper roll or two yeah. from work. Yeah. And I'd occasionally be like, or you steal stuff and take it back to work <laughs> or take it back home. Um, but I feel like it's a pivotal point for all the characters. Like Dr. Cox gets back together with Jordan JD and Turk kind of both realize that, you know, Turk's relationship with Carla is really solidifying in this and Elliot stands up to her dad. So I was kind of wondering at what point in the series did you think that your characters matured the most or whether it was how you played them or how it was written? All right, Haley, look at Donald's smug face. <laughs> Does he, did he say the same thing? Yes. Uh, he <laughs> No, he totally agrees with you. He gave his 30-second summary and and touched on everything that you just said. And that's why he's got that shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> why do they call it a shit-eating grin? You wouldn't be grinning <laughs> if you were eating shit, would you? I would not be smiling if I had to stick doo-doo in my mouth. That would there be must, like... There must be it, a reason. It would be like... It would be, I, I get it. So it's not really a shit-eating grin. It's the face you make where you're like, Oh, God, this yeah. is so gross. <laughs> And it looks like a smile, but really, is that what it is? It's a grin. Joelle, Joelle, are you looking that up for us? We need to know the origin of shit eating grin. What the? Anyway, uh, anyway. Um, so, Donald, you're best to answer that because uh, you you you've already spoken about this briefly. I think but... this is the episode where mm. now, when we were filming it, no, I did not realize this because none of us knew where the show was going to go at this point. Uh, but you're absolutely right. Every story that's told in this in this episode. Goes to the end. Yeah. Each and every one of these stories. Mm. Uh, Elliot standing up to her dad. This becomes her on her own and having to make decisions on her own. And we see how crazy life is for her when she has to do that, right? Mm -hmm. She's a hectic person. Mm -hmm. Jude, uh, uh, Carla and Turk go on to get married and have kids. Cox and Jordan go on to have more children. Every one of these And JD's in limbo. For the rest of the season, up until the last, up forever until in limbo. Eight. That could be the name of the show. Forever in limbo. But up JD. until season, up until season eight, you are forever in limbo. You are yeah. the 
the the dude who has no idea. We don't know where you're gonna go. But at this point, if you were to look back after doing the whole show, this would be the episode, my fruit cups, where you're like, this is where they gave us a taste of what was to come. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't see that to be honest. I I, I was just kind of um, in in more of a, a micro viewing of it, laughing at the jokes. There was some there's some ones like you keep saying the bidet bidet to you, sir. The mention of bajingo. Oh, there's yeah. some there's a few classic sort of moments in here. Um, Laverne in the beginning when she's like, "You look pretty." Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Analgesic. The pills go yeah. in your mouth. Analgesic. Sir. Um, and your Neil Diamond impersonation. Right to Jimmy with yep. Jimmy Crack Corn, yeah, and Jimmy I don't Crack care. <laughs> it's the first uh, appearance of the Volvo, I believe. Donald, do you know that? Don't don't ruin it, uh, Haley, because you okay. probably know. Donald, do you know the name of the brown Volvo? No, Malik. Yeah, it's Malik. It's Malik. <laughs> we named the Volvo Malik. Yeah, I named my Volvo Malik. Yeah. Wow. And then you named your. Wait, is it Stasha? your Volvo? Or, I yeah, think it's it, JD's. It might be my Volvo. I don't know. Why did you name your brown Volvo Malik, dog? I have a feeling. I have a feeling you may have named it. Yeah, I think Turk named the the car. Because I definitely, I definitely named my scooter Sasha. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, whenever I um I post a picture of me on on anything two wheeled, people are like, "Is that new Sasha?" I like post a picture of my motorcycle and I'm like, "Ooh, Sasha got an upgrade." There was that time that you bought me that scooter and it was gray. You didn't even wear it. You didn't even drive it once. I did drive it around. No, you I fucking named it didn't. Sasha Be gray. honest. You don't lie to me. I Haley. named it Sasha Gray. What are you talking about? Oh, you named it Sasha Gray? Yeah. Oh, she's And then so you took honored. it back. Well, let's tell the audience the true story of this because it really it was hurtful to me. No, I had to. Here's the thing. It no, was one no, of those no. Things. No, no let me be finish. honest. Don't I do am, a I'm fucking censored version. I'm going to be 100% honest. So for my birthday, Zach buys me a scooter. A gray yeah. scooter. Named Sasha I named, Gray. I named her Sasha Gray. That's very right? clever. Cousin of Macy Gray. Sure. No. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Let's keep yeah. ha- let's keep uh, uh, Haley um, innocent of, right. of any Absolutely. naughty knowledge. All right, go ahead. Right. And the problem with it was, though, is that you had to have a motorcycle license to drive it. It wasn't mm-hmm. one of those things where you could just... It wasn't a scooter that was uh, slow enough that you could ride around on it and not have to have a license. So if I would have got pulled over, they automatically would have been like, let me see your license. I'd be like, I don't have a license. And then they'd confiscate Sasha Gray and then I'd never see her again. All right. Now, from my point of view, Haley, imagine you're my really good friend Mm -hmm. and it's a big birthday. I think it was a meaningful, uh, important birthday. And I was like, I want to do something like baller for you. I'm going to like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to ring your doorbell, Haley, and when you come outside, there's going to be a brand new, beautiful, expensive, shiny scooter there for you. Yeah. It was one of the best birthday presents ever. Until <laughs> and then, and then, and then, for years and years and years, I'd be like, "Do you ever use the scooter?" And he'd, <laughs> and he'd be like, "Oh, my motorcycle license, my motor." And I'd be like, "Oh, okay. Well, you're going to get that, right? You can get that. You just go, just go take the test real quick." You. And he'd be like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the the." the the, the battery's dead now. I no. uh, Yeah. There was always a reason. There was always I a reason. I rode that scooter around my neighborhood quite a few times. Bullshit. Haley, you know what I finally did? You want me I to go re- get Casey? I reclaimed that shit, Haley. I was okay. like, I'm taking her back. You repoed that shit. <laughs> that shit was straight up out of a Jay-Z song. Yeah. I rolled up. I rolled up and took it back. Out of protest. <laughs> they repoed your vehicle. Everything was all good just a week ago. That's what you did. You repoed yeah. the vehicle. I took Sasha Gray away from you. You did, and I, it, it hurt my feelings. Yeah, I understand. 
Um, anyway, sorry we had to air that in front of you, Haley. Do you have another right. question for Donald Faison or Joel um, or Daniel or Zach I Brown? guess um, I have a funny story that relates to Zach, what you were talking about a few episodes ago with um, the Temple of Doom. Yeah. I have a funny, I can ask my question or I can relay another silly story. Tell us do your silly I story. Do, do, We've tell answered us it. Tell us your silly story. And if, it's, and if it's not funny, we'll let you we ask can a question. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah, ask you can edit it out. Yeah, yeah, we'll ask you a question. We edit out everything. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so when I was maybe about eight, nine, ten. Um, I noticed that. Well, I had what were some, you eight, nine, or ten? In between there, I don't really remember. So you were. <laughs> I was an adolescent. <laughs> right on. Got it. Got it. Go ahead. But I had noticed that there was something kind of growing on my throat area, and I went up to my dad, who's a doctor, and I was like, "Dad, look, I have an Adam's apple." Because I was a child, I didn't know that that was not a girl thing to have. Right. Like, well, that's not normal. So we went to go get it checked out, and I had to get something removed that was growing on my vocal cords. And it was, as a child, surgery is kind of scary. So after we had done the surgery and I was staying overnight, um, my dad was like, oh, we have some movies that are at the hospital. Here, we'll watch this one. It was Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Mm. <laughs> and right oh, no. when it gets to the part, you know, when he's ripping out the heart. I Kalima, like this, Shakti yep. ke Kalima. I just immediately started bawling. Yeah, thanks a lot, dad. dad. <laughs> yeah, that's what exactly. My mom came the next day. He's like, yeah, she had this really bad reaction to the movie. And he, she's like, well, of course she did. They were ripping out somebody's <laughs> yeah. heart. Yeah. And I, I don't think I watched it for at least another 10 years. And then I watched it again. And I was like, this isn't that bad. I know, but Haley, <laughs> just like me. It's one of like the best me, movies you, ever I made. I know, but Haley, uh, Haley and I were scarred by this film. Our, yeah? our parents made bad choices. <laughs> How can you be upset at that movie? It, I, I love my... Indiana Jones. I had a whole birthday revolved around Indiana Jones later. Oh. But not Temple of Doom. The first one mainly. <laughs> Raiders, of the still... Raiders of the Lost Ark is just as scary when they open the Ark of the Covenant and it makes the dude's face melt. No, I had no problem with that. Yeah, I, I had no problem with that. There was something about. There was something about. There's a the... man that screams like a blood curdling <laughs> scream. He's like, <laughs> screams like that. I backed up from the mic. You're welcome. I, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome, America. <laughs> America, UK, Germany, Italy. Australia. Wherever you listen, Australia. You're welcome. Another one. Another one. Um, listen. A lot of people uh, are asking. I don't mean to cut you off, but a lot of people are asking me, and this is. I, I feel we need to explain this. We didn't make up another one. Oh yeah, I didn't. I I just thought everyone would know the pop culture thing of another. No, one. DJ Khaled. Yes. DJ Khaled. Khalid. Yeah. Khalid. It's However Khalid, you, isn't it? Khalid. Depend. You know, some people say Khalid. Some people say Khalid. Dan, you're a DJ. What is it? Well, there's there's Khalid, the artist who made Talk, yeah, a, um, and then I, I thought it was DJ Khaled with a more like I thought ah. it was Khaled too. Yeah, yeah DJ ah. okay. Khaled. DJ Khaled, when he drops uh, his latest tracks, he will, in the spirit of Puffy back in the day, going eh 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 eh, or or can't stop, won't stop. Yeah, his <laughs> his thing is uh, uh, another, another one. one. Like here's another hit song for you guys. Right. He has another one. There's that, and then there's Major Key, and then there's We the Best. <laughs> major Key means what? The, it's the song is in a major key. I don't know what Major Key is. That's a question to ask uh, Scrubs Wiki. Well, now we're going to go to Wiki. no. Now we're going to go to <laughs> no. Imagine we get, yet? imagine we have we have uh, we have asked DJ Khaled, and now we're going to go to ask DJ Khaled. Um, <laughs> what DJ did Khaled? you mean by Major Key? Another one. Um, Joelle, did you ever find out what Shit Eating Grin was about? Yeah, there's a couple of stories. Uh, you want to hear them? Yeah, please, sure. sure. Okay, um, 
So my favorite one comes from R.B. Smith. He's from the UCSD Astrophysics Program, and this is off of the San Diego Reader.com. He says the original form of this phrase was grinning like a possum eating shit, which was occasionally euphemized to grinning like a possum eating pumpkin seeds. To those of us fortunate enough to have observed this teeth together, lips apart, smile on the face of the aforementioned marsupial munching on the aforementioned sactological delicacy, he's smart. The expression conjures up a very explicit and not infrequently very apropos image. So that's part of it. Did he say scatological delicacy? Uh. <laughs> yes. Those are not two words I've ever heard together. It was, um, not, it was not fun to say. That's the name of my band. <laughs> uh, that's my <laughs> name. I um uh, so so it's referring to an animal who's eating shit and has a big smile on his face because the animal likes eating shit. But right? it's yeah. not really shit. It's actually pumpkin. Pumpkin seed. No, no, no. They're no, saying, that's a, like a clean version. Yeah, if you when don't they, if say, you're saying it in front of a kid, you're like, oh, he's like he's eating. He's a pumpkin. <laughs> look at that pumpkin seed eating grin on his face. Yeah. I'm going to start saying pumpkin seed eating grin instead of shit eating grin. Um, Haley, um, we like you so much. We're going to end with one more question from you. Um, All right. Um, if so, I don't know if you guys remember, because I know you guys have been saying that you don't remember um, some of the episodes. Um, but if there was one line that another character had that you wish you could have had to say, would, do you remember which one it was? Good question. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm-hmm. Nope. I like in your endo. In your endo. I say that a lot as well. I say that a lot. I think I'd take um, sometimes when I'm banging this mattress, I I pretend I'm banging that one. Um, It's usually something Rob quotes. (laughs) It's usually something Todd said. The Todd says. Um, I also uh, like Neil's line. My the good Lord didn't bless my oh, wife yeah. with all That's ten fingers. That's <laughs> another pointer, thumping. Yeah, pointer and thumb pinky. <laughs> I love um, knife French. Yeah. Knife French is very popular. Yeah, you know, for kids. Oh, I'd, uh, for kids, you know, uh, I want to be the one inside of you. I thought that was very mm. funny too, but I said I wanna- that. You said that, so you didn't really answer her question. <laughs> You're the only man who's ever been inside of me. Whoa. I just took out his appendix. There's no <laughs> need to clarify. Oh, no. Okay, sorry. We're doing this again. <laughs> um, Haley, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, good luck getting to be with your, your fella in the, in the United Kingdom. <laughs> thank perhaps, you, guys. Perhaps I'll see you uh, over there after we've both... Uh, quarantined and most waved. likely yes. you won't we'll, we'll but wave. it would be nice donald <laughs> give me this is called pleasantries donald i will wave to you i will wave i'm all to about you. keeping it real the train. <laughs> okay. oh, no, it's not a train it's called the tube the tube well, there are trains the tube is only in london yeah donald don't listen don't i thought that's where you were Haley. going isn't the uk no london? i'm in newcastle so i'm in like the north north of london oh okay. <laughs> that's where i'm going oh aren't we ritzy <laughs> No, it's not ritzy. It's not ritzy. London isn't ritzy. London is London is the hood, if you ask me, yo. I love that tonight on Donald talks about different (laughs) neighborhoods of London. All right, bye, Haley. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Take care, Haley. Bye. I um, I once saw Lisa Marie Presley in London. Really? Yeah, like at a show. She did a show. It was like my buddy was like Lisa Marie Presley's performing. You know, like, um, sick. Uh, first of all, I'm chance. glad we're all finally alone now because I feel like we had to be great for Heather and then we had to host Haley, who was delightful. But sometimes you just want to just curl up on the couch with your friends and, and just shoot the shit, you know? <laughs> no, I totally agree. Yeah.
So let's just let's relax. I'm gonna undo Here the top button are. of my pants and just. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna kick my shoes off. Let's pack a bowl and let's just fucking relax now. Amazing. Okay? No more house guests. No more visitors. Okay. Just us. Let's get let's get fetal on the couch and watch alone. <laughs> Um, now and Donald, that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 it's not. We we got more to do. Don't. So, Krista uh, Miller's want, back on the episode. Krista Miller's talking. back, looking uh, gorgeous and, and pregnant. And pregnant is that William in her belly? That must be Will in her belly. Yes, that's because amazing. We know Charlotte when I told was... Casey that she was like, "Holy cow!" It was this was that long ago, because William is a what is he a senior in high school now? A yes, junior he must in high be. School? And he dunked. He can dunk. And he plays basketball, and he got the game. Yeah, you guys are seeing him in this episode in utero, and now he dunks. If you want to see him do it, you can go to Bill Lawrence's. Yeah, Bill Lawrence Instagram, on, on Bill Lawrence's V Doozer V Doozer's Instagram. You can see his his son dunk. Um, how about at ten thirteen when I go? I told you, you smoked the ganja. Yeah, <laughs> that was improv. That wasn't something. Oh, really? That was, was improv. I remember it was something else originally. And uh, that was and, funny. Yeah, I remember laughing so hard when you said that too. And I remember thinking that'll never make this episode. That'll never make the show. Yeah, because that'll we weren't allowed to show. talk about weed back then. It was so scandalous. Now I want to know you something. You're, you're, I read on Scrubs Wiki that your Brady Bunch trivia here is wrong. Um, I don't know so nothing about. I but listen. I don't know nothing about the Brady Bunch in the first place. So I don't. Okay, I well, Turk's, Turk, Turk I, is quite wrong here, and I'll tell you why. I can't back um, it up, though, because I don't know shit about the Brady Bunch. I'm just telling you so you know if it ever comes up again in your life. When Turk tries to prove his knowledge of the Brady Bunch by describing exactly which episode J.D. is referring to, he's incorrect. He claims the episode, quote, Marsha Gets Creamed, end quote, was in— By the way, you could never name a show that today— uh, was in season— <laughs> Was in season five, episode three, while it was actually episode seven that season. So somebody fucked up. We can blame uh, who wrote Janae. this. Janae. Who wrote this? Janae, you fucked up, okay? And you're a Northwestern <laughs> grad. I expected more from you. I really got to hand it to Krista in this episode, you know, uh, making fun of herself and, uh, you know, making fun of the fact that she's pregnant and being so vulnerable. She did such a great job. And the scene in the bathroom where she's crying... Yeah. You know, and uh that felt very raw and real. Yeah, it did, you know. And I remember when my wife was pregnant and there were days where she didn't necessarily feel like, you know, she was the sexiest person on the planet. And I remember just thinking, wow, she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. And I feel like that's what Cox was going through in this episode. You know, uh regardless of him dating uh Heather Lockley's character and everything like that. There's something special about when you see somebody who you love and they're carrying your baby inside of them mm. that you just think they're the most beautiful human on the planet. Like yeah. I, I did, I just, I just remember looking at Casey and being like, "Holy shit, she's so beautiful!" And she, and she'd be like, "I got three chins." And I'd be like, "I don't give a shit. You could have twenty chins. You look so beautiful." I love right all now. three of them. Right? You know what I mean? Well, I bet, you know, uh, Krista's a, a, a really good actress, but I also bet that, you know, she was legit pregnant. And uh, I'm sure that she could call upon those feelings um, when she's sitting on the bathroom floor feeling, you know, undesired by by Dr. Cox. I thought that was a really nice scene between the two of them. Yeah. And it was a good fake out, too. Yeah, that was clever. 
how they had to do that. So Johnny C grabs two things of whiskey. Heather's on the couch. By the time he comes around, it's been changed to Krista. And she's like, you know I can't drink that, right? He's like, yeah, they're both for me. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, now, this uh, we've, we've said it a couple times, but this is one of the greatest lines in Scrubs history at, in this episode, 1309. I have one of those French things that shoots water up my butt. Bidet? Bidet to you, sir. Clever. <laughs> I uh, said bidet. That was very clever. Uh, Heather has a line that's funny when she disses Kristen. She says, anywhere anybody looks, they'll see you. <laughs> that was fucked up. And um, how about when I scare you in the ambulance and you scream? That was funny. Yeah. And yeah, I was going to say, dude, such a good scene, man. That's one of those moments. You know, you we've worked together for a really long time and you have and and I've seen. I feel like I've seen most of your tricks. You've developed some new tricks that I haven't seen in the last 10 years because you've gone on to work on other things and everything like that. But this is one of those, this is one of the first times where we had done a season of, of scrubs together already. And I hadn't seen you play this, uh, this, this side before where it was like you were, you were thinking you you're really thinking about it in the scene and it disturbs you but it doesn't disturb you to where you're like kind of fucked up about it but it's just like holy shit life's changing for us and i had never seen you play that before and i remember watching this cuz i watched it like 2 uh 2 hours ago and thinking if i remember correctly i remember zach not knowing how he wanted to play this scene and we worked on this on his side for a bit and this is what he came up with and it works so well dude it works it's you. like it's it's one of those moments where you know you're in awe of the moment as an actor but you're also you want to keep it grounded like so she said she said you said we no she said we mm. you know what i mean and uh that could have been played so many other ways it could have been underplayed but you played it very thoughtfully, and I thought that was so amazing. Thank you, thank you for saying that. I, you know, it's on this show. It was always you and I uh, so easily went into the silly stuff, right? Because um, that that's just that's who we are, and that came naturally to us. But then there was always these great moments in this scene. Is one of them where we have this sort of heart to heart, where we would have to shift our brains a bit and be like, no, 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 uh, <laughs> go out of broad silliness and like drop in and be just totally real and straight with one another. And I, I think. That's one of the things that made this show special to a lot of people because um, because it, it it had the it had the ability to do that it had the ability to drop in and and, and be real. Yeah, you and 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 that's, I mean, yeah, obviously that's the reason why we we ran for so long. But that's such a special thing, man. To to for me now to go back and look at the things that we did in our past and the things that you know it's a lot like what this episode is about. You know you. Just to look at, you know, moments that we had back in the day and really appreciating them, you know. Uh, I miss the camaraderie that we had. I don't think I'll ever in my life experience what we experienced when we were making this show again. And, you know, you search for it and you try to create it with other people and sometimes you even fake it. But, mm -hmm. you know... You but we were I, also we young. But we were also young and... 
I mean, first of all, yeah, of course, uh, nine-year runs on a show with great people is not something that happens multiple times in a lifetime necessarily. But also, we were young and so wide-eyed and so um, excited and really savoring it, I think. And now, you know, you have a family. You know, we all have grown up. We've got other things going on. I don't even know that we would – I don't even know if it's recreatable in a, in a new environment. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I – I can't imagine myself like I can't imagine myself spending the amount of time that we've spent together with someone else now, you know, other than my wife. And the hours too, man. I don't, yeah. I also don't want to work that hard. <laughs> well, I don't mind working I, those hours. When I, I when I, I love work I love hours, working. I love working. Right. But when I look at this show, how much? How I mean, we were we were just non-existent. Well, from, you worked uh, a lot about. There were yeah, times yeah, yeah. where you just yeah, didn't yeah. do. But I just didn't leave. There were t- there were know, times where I thought about sleeping in that fucking hospital. Yeah, no, not me. But I never did. Um, listen, the rooftop that ends this show, wasn't it downtown LA? I don't know. I would like to believe that it was. It could have been Joseph's. No, it wasn't. It was a, it it was a been... fancy rooftop. And I believe that we went downtown LA for it. And then, But Scrubs Wiki is saying that it was at UCLA. And I, I think it might be wrong. And they're saying it's the See, I told you he don't roof of Cobble Commons. And we got to give this to freaking Funkos, man? No, listen. He deserves Funkos for the services he's already performed. They're giving us false, false. It's false, though, man. It, it, that definitely, where at UCLA was that? He says, well, Wiki, or it's not just him. Him and his thousand minions say Covel Commons, but that would be Westwood, and that's not Westwood in the end of the show. Right, Dan? Do you want to ask Bill? Do you think Bill would remember? Bill's not no. going to remember either. He's let's, not going to remember Let's that. ask DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled, uh, at the end of um, this episode, um, what what building are, are we on? Uh, I believe it was downtown. Some are saying it's a, a UCLA property, which is Westwood. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Zach. Major key. I got nothing. I know. <laughs> I, nothing. I don't know. I, I, I really honestly don't even have a DJ Khaled uh, impersonation in my repertoire. If you watch Scrubs on Hulu, they play a DJ Khaled commercial uh, about him, brush, somebody brushing their teeth. And DJ Khaled's like, circular motions. <laughs> Do another one. What if I another one? What if I do DJ Khaled, but as an as a as a impersonation that I'm good at? So you just have to you the audience will just have to pretend this is how he talks. Go ahead. Right? He talks like Aaron Neville. <laughs> <laughs> another I one. Rem- I don't remember where you guys shot that scene, but I don't think it was UCLA. It was downtown LA. That's how DJ Khaled talks in my mind. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Aaron Neville's rolling over in his grave right now. Did Aaron Neville die? I don't know, but he's rolling over in his grave right Why now. Why is he rolling over in his grave if he's alive? Well, that's something Charles Barkley says. Oh, okay. Um, DJ Khaled, is Aaron Neville dead? No, he's very much alive. <laughs> <laughs> We should probably end this fucking Yo, show. Oh my God. We're Yo, losing our minds. Great show. Listeners, one, we love you. What? Go ahead. Why is the janitor stealing a computer? I don't know. He goes through <laughs> the whole the whole episode. He's trying to figure out who's stealing all of these uh, drugs. I think, the, of- I think the reveal is that he's the one stealing everything out of the hospital, right? Well, no, he didn't steal the drugs, and he definitely didn't steal the pudding pops because we did the pudding because we did. <laughs> right. Hey guys. 
We had a great time with you today. Yes, yeah, sorry um, um, for anything that went Yo, wrong. We want to thank Heather Locklear for being on the yes. show. We want to thank Joel and Daniel. Joel and Daniel, you, you guys are amazing. Thank you, listeners all around the world, for uh, for for tuning in and for having a giggle with us. And uh, and we hope that this 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 audio file finds you smiling. Good day. Good day to you all. Five, six, Get seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.